Oh, hey there. So on the TF Audio Stories, we thoroughly enjoy shining a light on African entrepreneurs whose businesses are creating innovative products and services. So imagine our excitement when we set up a phone interview with Kwabena Danso, a Ghanaian TF entrepreneur with an incredible business making bicycles out of bamboo. Welcome to the Tony Elumelu Foundation Audio Stories on entrepreneurship in Africa. My name is Kwabena Danso from Ghana. I'm the CEO, founder and CEO of Boomers International. Um, I was part of the 2015 Tony Olumelu um, Foundation Entrepreneurship Program cohort. And my business, so Boomers actually manufactures bicycles and other um, related products from bamboo. And we market these products in several countries around the world. So when you say you, um, you know, Boomers International manufactures um, bicycles, I'm from Bamboo. Um, can you describe for our audience what exactly is this bamboo bike? What does it look like? Yes, so um, the bamboo bicycle is actually a new novelty and innovation within the bicycle industry. And as and it's more environmentally friendly and more shock proof and more lighter than, than steel. So it's lightness is compared to like more like aluminium bike but then it also has certain um, qualities like the way it absorbs the shocks and everything so this are, is is a bicycle frame that has been made out of bamboo mm-hmm. so it's um we we make the bicycle frame using bamboo resin epoxy and then a local plant fiber and so this plant is um this product is actually very much environmentally friendly, um, biodegradable. So Boomers International builds the frames, but the bicycle is more than a frame. Yeah, so we build the frame. Yeah. So we build the frames and we also do other accessories like the kickstands, the bicycle kickstand and other stationary stands that we actually, and also we also build the bicycle baskets also as well at the factory. So it's not just the frame that we build at the factory. So we build other accessories as well at the factory um, that goes to the bamboo bicycle. So you provide the frame and who provides Mm -hmm. the parts, the other parts that are then put together to create a bicycle? So we made these bicycles and so we have two main areas. Well, one is where we deal directly with our distributors. So we ship, we have distributors in several countries like Germany, Netherlands, um, the US now. And so we, and then Norway, where we ship just the frames. And they actually put on the other components like the tricycle, like the wheels, the forks, the handlebars, the seat, and everything onto the frame to build a complete bike. So, how, the, did, how did a bamboo bike maker? Um, penetrate the European and now the American market? What has it taken for you to do that? Yeah, so, you know, people are fascinated about products that are environmentally friendly. People mm-hmm. are looking out for products that are that has um, less adverse effects on the environment. And so now that's, that's, that's the way cons- consumer the consumer um, attraction is going. And so when we entered the market and people saw, oh, these are nice bikes, these are quality bikes made from a natural resource, 
is is it, it becomes more appealing to a lot of people to actually use these bikes for um to like these bikes. And the second thing is also about the social story that accompanies the products. So people are also looking at how do we also make a change in wherever we can. So they realize that the product has social impact within the communities that we are we are creating this we are creating them. For instance, it's providing jobs to the youth in the communities. It's also um, empowering local communities in terms of education and other stuff. And empowering women, empower, giving women more empowerment in the communities. And so people like these stories and that attract them coupled with the quality of the product. Okay, so, that, so, no, so that's fantastic. The whole environmental, ecologically friendly. Um, I yeah, want to take you back yeah. to your bikes because... I mean, you know, reading your brochure, I notice you have different types of bikes. You're not just making yep. bikes for men. So can you share with no. us the different types of bikes that you have? Yes. Yeah, so currently we have different product lines. We have the normal adult bikes. So with normal adult bikes, we have for ladies and for the standard frames. It doesn't mean the men cannot ride the ladies' frames. It's because we designed as a ladies' bike because ladies can actually wear their skirts and be able to ride without any hassle, other than the ones with the top bar being a problem. Okay. The, so we make the normal bikes. We made the, we currently introduced the electric bicycles, electric. which is selling very well in, in yeah, bicycle. we introduced the electric bicycles, yeah. And it's actually the first of its kind. The system that we use was the first of its kind in the world. And so we're the first people to introduce that system of bamboo bicycle into the market. Okay. The, and we also make the children tricycles and the balance bikes. Oh, wow. And we also do the, um, the child... Um, the bicycle stands. So we have different, so when you come, we, we make the city or the trucking bikes or the commuter bikes. We make single speed bikes. We make road bikes, which normally people use for racing. And, and we also make mountain bikes. And recently we also introduced the BMS bikes for children as well, between the ages of nine up to 16. Yes, to use the BMS bikes. You know, that's amazing amounts of um you know, amounts of different products around the bamboo bike that you've launched. But and but since yeah. you finished the program in 2015, um, share with us some of the challenges that you've had in taking your business and scaling your business. It was a good opportunity for me to be on the Tony Lumelu Entrepreneurship Program. Um, as it also provided me a huge opportunity to network and, and get more. But as a small business, when you're trying to expand, then you realize that you can't do so basically from your um, generated funds because then you, that's when you use all your working capital to do the expansion and then after that you are locked. You don't know how to um, run the business. So one of the major issues with um, we've had is with financing, because we are more of a manufacturing and not a tech company or something, is the investment requirement is quite higher and it requires a lot of um, infrastructure work. Um, Kavina, but what's the specific challenge that you've had because you're a manufacturing business in attracting finance? So one of the things has been with um, developing, getting the skilled um people who can also, who will be willing to stay with you, um, the, skill, the people with the right experience 
as a management team who will be willing to stay with you and then work with you through to develop this whole thing. Because everybody comes in, they just want what they think they can get and go. And as a small business, you may not be able to pay the, the high um, the high fees or the high salaries other companies might be able to pay. And so that's one of the, um, getting the right team in place has been one of the problems in terms of expansion. Initially, I could do the, within the management, we could share everything among, but as we expand, we need to build a more formidable team and a more um, concrete um, with people handling um, different responsibilities to make sure that the work is very much um, um, shared among ourselves to move the company forward. The other thing is with um, electricity and uh, and amenities. So, for instance, we operate basically from the rural areas, and electricity sometimes become very much um, of a hassle. For instance, this whole last week, we we had to rely on our generator for 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 work because there was a problem with the electricity in our area, and. So for last week and this week, it was it was a big problem for us get to trying to get the products out to customers. So how does all of those challenges yes. impact on your ability to attract financing? Yes, so because one of the things is, especially with the management team, a lot of investors are looking at you having a strong management team in place before mm-hmm. they come in to invest. Yeah. But at that moment, we also not as we do not have the financial capabilities to actually pay high fees um, because already a lot is going into our raw material acquisition and 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 raw material acquisition and running costs, and so we are not able to pay so much high fees to uh, um, to attract like experts um, to be on the on on our management team. And so it becomes a very, it's, it's like a chicken and egg thing. It's difficult getting, without the management team, it's difficult getting the um, the finance. And without the financing, it's difficult getting the management team. So you need to find, we're trying to see how best we can find the balance mm-hmm. to make sure things can, can happen. But as I think we, we have, the team we have right now is quite um, robust in that, our operations manager is actually a cyclist, an international cyclist. Oh, brilliant. He's a Ghanaian and he's part of the Ghana national cycling team. He's actually the captain of the national cycling team. He just returned from the Commonwealth Games. Uh-huh. And and so he's part of our team right now. Did he cycle using your bamboo bike at the Commonwealth Games? Actually, the bamboo bicycle has not been approved by the UCI as a competitive um, a bag that can be used for competitions. Wow, you should push So that. before you, you, are you gonna so be pushing for that? Yeah, we we actually trying to see um, if he'll be allowed if they will allow it for it to be used for as a test case. Okay. Okay. And then we see how it goes. So let me take you back. I mean you know your fundamental raw material is the bamboo. Where do you source your bamboo material, bamboos? Yeah, so currently we actually source the bamboo from the local farmers. But we've also started a fifty acre bamboo plantation. What? Wow, oh, that's um, amazing. Yep. Yeah. We've started a fifty acre bamboo plantation. And um, we hope to expand this to even go into agroforestry. So we are planning to say that within the next five years, we shouldn't be 
people buying. We shouldn't be harvesting bamboo from the wild. We should have our own well-kept um, well bamboos that we harvest from, our, from the farm to the factory. This is because you see bamboo bikes um, taking off. Yeah, across, because there's, there's, across a, the there's a growing market. Uh-huh. There's a growing market because, for instance, in 2016, we actually, after after the Tony Olumele program, our um, sales actually tripled. Fantastic. And, and, and so... And in 2017, we we didn't do bad, even though there was about a three-month shutdown for factory expansion works and other stuff. And so we see that there's a growing market. Now there are some big companies that are looking at taking on our bikes, um, like Raleigh Bikes is interested in taking on the balance bikes. And so we see a big opportunity coming up, and so we need to prepare for it. I mean, it's just an incredible story of an an idea that's grown into a, a you know a, a business um, which is sustainable yeah. and which is scalable. One of the other things yeah. that I read about you know the the thing that Boomers International had done was to support a project from UNICEF. Can you talk about that a little? Yes, one of the things we are actually doing is um, also to look at how do we give back to the community? How do we make sure we also try to solve some of the community's problems? And one of the things we realize, we know is happening is that there are a lot of children who are dropping out of school as a result of the working, as a result of the fact that they have to walk long distances from their communities to other communities for school. I, for one, had to walk about eight miles a day to go to school when I was young mm-hmm. in the rural area. Mm-hmm. And so we realized that how do we help with what we have to make sure that we can help these kids get a means of transport to school. And so we came up with the idea of the bike to school program in 2016. And immediately we came up with the idea we had, we, we talked with um, UNICEF who decided that they wanted to provide about 150 bicycles for young children in rural communities in the Volta region of Ghana. Mostly young girls who actually would have to travel from their villages to other villages to school. And so in 2016, we provided 150 bicycles for young girls in the Volta region and upper Volta and some part of the northern region to use our bikes as a means of transport to school. And so that's about uh, that's the story about our bike to school program. And we are looking to expand this across Ghana and even across Africa, where we give, we put the, the bamboo bike into the hands of every child. Now, one of the things we do with the bike to school program is that we don't just give them the bikes. We also provide education on environmental sustainability and health and fitness, the benefits of cycling. So children also are tuned to the, the to know the benefits of cycling and how they can also maintain their environments and keep it clean and make it more sustainable. Do you see um, Boomers International and your bamboo bikes really making a big impact across the African continent with the, a very, very young population? who could and should be cycling? Sure. Or do you see your main sure. market being in the West? So our expansion strategy is actually two phases. We are looking at, we we acknowledge the fact that 
cycling is not very popular in Africa, and it has it is it's now something that people have started doing. At the same time, um, looking at the cost of building one bamboo bicycle, it will be very difficult for us to say we are currently we are selling a bike. So for us to be able to sell on the African market, it has to be a volume business. We need to produce in high volumes, and then we. To make the price, to make the cost of production cheaper, so we're able to sell at cheaper prices at the same quality or comparable quality as we are selling to the West. Right. Now, what you're trying to do is the first phase of our, of our expansion is to try to um, expand our market in the West. And so, after doing this, and we consolidate our gains on the way, on the on the on the market in the in the in the Western countries, we then decide we then start to. Um, develop the African market and make it more popular where we, we sell at low-cost bikes to the African market. That doesn't mean we're going to compromise on quality, but because we are producing on high volumes, the cost of production comes down. Um, we are doing this because if we, are, we have a, if we have any shocks on the African market, we can easily um, actually um, make up for it with our gains from the international market because for them they understand cycling and they are ready to pay anything for for a bike if so far as it's quality and it's giving them what they want yeah no um so and so we think that if we're able to consolidate our gains on the international market it becomes easier for us to um, go onto the african market and so even if we have shops we wouldn't have a problem um, consult, um, keeping, keeping the business going. Thank you. And um, will you, as a final question, you know, you've been through the program in 2015. I'd love for you to share some of your takeaways from the program, which are still relevant to you today, and a word of advice to the 2018 entrepreneurs who are going through the program right now. For me, there's a lot of things I learned from this, from the Tony Illuminati Foundation, and it really, really did help me. Actually, after the our um, program in Nigeria, and I came back, I told myself, with all the tools that we used and all the training that we went through, I wasn't going to pursue going from one application, program application to the other, going from... Um, trying to apply for different grants, trying to look for investors, spending all my time on investment and stuff, but to focus on the business and make sure that we're able to do. So my focus on in 2016 was how do I increase sales and reduce costs? And this was how we were able to manage to have about 60% net profit in 2016 because we reduced our cost by about 30% and increase our, our sales actually tripled. And so with all the tools that we, we, we had from the Tony Olimelu Foundation, like um, um, the financial aspect especially, how uh -huh. to keep your books, um, it really helped me to set up and to look at how do we make sure we do, how do we make sure we get the maximum from the little that we have, from the limited resources that we have, than wasting all our time on um, moving from one grant application to the other. So that is what I did. And so for me, for the 2018 um, um, cohorts, I will advise them to be 
to pay to take the training very seriously and to work with their mentors because for me my mentor was also very helpful because fortunately for me he was also into manufacturing so he had a lot of experience mm-hmm. and helped me to so in 2018 2016 after the program we had to streamline the whole operation all over again and this actually helped me to scale up the production to meet the demand because um, before that I couldn't have met the demand that came in into 2016 but because we had to streamline do um, job specifications, um, division of labor, and then, so we actually set up like an assembly line. And that's the system we've used today. And that is what is has been able to make us one the biggest in Africa right now. Wow, listen, it's been a pleasure, pleasure speaking with you. It was just, you know, we still have the footage of you and the images of you bringing your bike um, with you to the 2015 <laughs> boot camp. And we hope yeah. that you will come to the 2018 Entrepreneurship Forum on the 25th to the 27th of October. And we, the foundation, will continue to follow your story and we will continue to celebrate your extraordinary success. Thank you so much. And thank you very much. Thank you so much. I'm very, very fortunate and I'm always happy to have been part of this, the 2015 cohort and be part of the Tony Lumelu Foundation. Thank you. Well done.